And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void. Void Horror Podcast Fifth Anniversary Episode Edition Two Forty Six. That's right, guys. It's our episode Two Forty Six, and we have made it five years, five fucking years. Okay, lots you, of hosts, you've made it lots of guests, lots of reviews, lots of jokes, lots of mind powers. <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, lots of tears too. A lot of like you know. Fighting. A lot of arguing, arguing behind the scenes. Poop, like pooping. You know, fighting diseases or illnesses or you know, and still making it to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we wanna you know, this is our big celebration for this. We got a couple of things planned for you, so we're gonna explain all that to you right now. So stick around for that while we're talking about it. Also, don't forget for episode 246, we're also going to be finishing off the Scanners franchise mind with powers. Yes, mind <laughs> powers with Scanner Cop 1 from 94 and Scanner Cop 2 from 1995. Yeah, 5 fucking years, dude. I don't know that many podcasts that have been around for that long, only the big ones, really. Mm-hmm. A lot of the podcasts I used to listen to aren't around anymore. Like a lot of them. Right. Well, some of them work. are. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, and I and I think I think most people know that because I always mention it, and you do too. Right? <laughs> you mean you you complain about it? Well, no. <laughs> it's just like I know people that like you know they'll ask me you know they get inspired and they want to make a podcast themselves. I'm just like, look, it's a lot of work. It's not. <laughs> I was like, and if you don't, if you have more than one person, you got to divvy up the 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 up the jobs. Responsibilities yeah, the responsibilities so it's even because. That shit does wear thin when it, when mm-hmm. when someone's doing too much or too little, and or you know overstepping other people. Like you just never know, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit fucking happens. Fortunately, we've had a lot of really great hosts on the show. I think you know that you know we might have had our issues here and there, but I still would invite any of them back. Mm-hmm. You know, at any point in time. And you have, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Mike. We got Patrick who joined Mike and I. Then Mike was uh, left the picture. Then Brittany joined. And Patrick left, and Patrick came back. Then you joined. You've been here for what over a year now. It feels you like... might be the longest running host so far, or close to it. Well, I mean, I'm here. I know Patrick house, was here for so... a long time, but yeah, he was. So we've gone through a lot of changes and stuff. And I know we used to do a lot more of the grave plots, but man, that shit is a lot of work. Yeah, I can't do that anyway. I'm not. I don't have a mind. <laughs> well, that's another like reason why. Yeah. yeah, that's why that was a great segment. Gosh, it's probably been a good year since you've done that. Yeah, but. I wanted to kind of spin that off, guys, into like you know writers and directors and other podcasters and things like that uh, th- to do it because it just you know it's 
not something that everybody can do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel that they could, but it's very, it's scary for a lot of people. Like right. it really is. Right. Like even Patrick was freaking out. Like, what the fuck? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know what to say. And I'm like, you just come up with it as you go. You kind of like kill your darlings off. Sometimes the first thought comes to you and it's gone the next and you don't come up with the best idea when it hits in your brain. Cause other people would always write us in and be like, well, you should have said, I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, on, on the pressure right there though, <laughs> you come with comes to your head as quick as possible. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe we'll bring that back and do that with another writer or director. I know, uh, um, Steven Kostansky agreed to do it with me and I just been kind of waiting till things cooled down a little bit for him and mm-hmm. for me and uh, waited a little bit of time since our last interview. So maybe we could do that next. So, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for all the support over the years, whether you're an OG and have been listening since the get, or you came in somewhere around the 150th episode or whatever. Like if you support this and you enjoy it, thank you for listening in any amount of length. Like I always have friends that are like, oh, I don't have time to listen to an hour and a half podcast. I'm like, then listen to five minutes, (laughs) motherfucker. You get on the, do you go and listen to the radio when the radio guys come on from start to finish come on nobody does that you just <laughs> pop in when you came catch a joke or two have some fun motherfuckers <laughs> but yeah you guys are the best and we really do appreciate you guys so thank you and thank you christina yeah. for picking up the fucking the slack you know i hope i'm worth it <laughs> i think a lot of people really enjoy your dialogue i mean i think i'm always gonna pick on you about something because yeah this is not your bread and butter like you know what i mean so it's not like you haven't watched as many movies as i have i'm getting there now yeah now now you become like you've watched so many shitty ones you know what a fucking real bad one is no that's (laughs) no i still no i still have my opinion well how do you feel about the podcast now let's let's speak from the heart i think it's good it's fun i like it i enjoy it yeah i mean you know some some weeks it's like jesus christ (laughs) but i'm I'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie either last episode was rough for me i'm sure everyone could tell Oh, she was tired. Like, it, it was, it was, it was really hard for me to get through that episode. Yeah, we had a lot going on, and it was like it was three movies, which irritates yeah, the fuck out of me. We got a late start too, so it was like, yeah, she was, it was having. It was hard for me, but yes, but I'm thankful, and I'm thankful for everyone who listens and who has accepted me here and given you great compliments. You. Yes, thank you. Even the bad compliments, thank you. I don't think we've gotten any bad I compliments don't... for you. Oh, it's okay. You guys should give bad compliments. We got a bad review once, and that guy's like, we've had so many different hosts since then. It's like, Jesus Christ, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was like our only negative review. But then again, you know, I'd rather have any review than none. Yeah, exactly. So you hear that, guys? If you haven't reviewed our podcast and you want to help us out, definitely put up a review on any of the sites, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whether whatever the fuck you got to do. Just find it, put up a review, because the more reviews we get and the higher rating we get, the, it rates us with other bigger rated shows. So that helps us out a lot. On Monday, tonight. Oh, and yeah, tonight, by the way, we're going to be continuing our fifth anniversary celebration by doing a, a movie watch party. So we, we do these occasionally on the Twitch stream. And if you are not familiar with Twitch, don't worry. It's not that big a deal. It's free to sign up. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can link your account to Twitch, which is owned by Amazon. So it's the same company. And then we watch a movie together and it's synchronous. 
with all of us across the board. And then I'll just, me and Christina will be on the video while we're watching it in the corner of the chat. It's not even over the movie. It's literally just in the chat. And we're just like kind of making fun of the movie. You know what I mean? It's fun. So we'll, we'll all be watching it together. We decided to watch Mikey from 1992. It's kind of a killer kid movie. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it in forever. I think I did back in the day. Is it supposed to be like Chucky or is it like no, Problem Child? It's about it. Yeah, it's like a, it's a well, but a little darker than funny. Problem yeah, Child. I was gonna say, like, He's a problem, murderer. Funny. <laughs> Well, it still sounds like a problem. Yeah, well, it definitely is, I would assume. <laughs> a murdering child. No, it's not really problem. that big a child. Just kick it in the head. <laughs> Push it down a flight of stairs. <laughs> lock it up in a cage. Yeah, but lock it in a fucking closet for hours on end and beat on the door mercilessly. I'm so, I'm so glad we didn't have kids. <laughs> well, <I would've... laughs> well, I mean, that would have been fun. <laughs> Kicking babies in the No, head. we're not fucking. We never. We would never do that. We're just silly because we don't have kids. Yeah, exactly. All the all the parents right now are triggered. Like, <gasps> pearl clutching. Like, <laughs> how dare you? If they're listening to this, it's, I'm sure they're not. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Like, you know, like seeing my friends as they got older and who are horror fans and how movies change for them once they have kids, like Patrick and John and. You know, like all these people that have had kids that we've known that are into horror movies, they can't watch movies where there's like child death anymore or it really fucks with them a little bit. You know, right? it's kind of like how we get when we see an animal dying. Exactly. It's the same way, a, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not saying animals are the same value as human beings, but to us, they are. Yeah, it's us, they are. <laughs> so fuck your kid. I don't give a shit. My dog's better than it. <laughs> I'll kick your kid in the head. <laughs> Great uncle I am, by the way. <laughs> uh, Patrick's like, you want to be my godfather? I was like, yeah, dude, I'll be your godfather. That's cool. I was like, that's a real huge honor, man. You sure about that? And he's like, yeah, man. I just feel like you and Christina would take care of him. Oh. So. No. <laughs> no. I was like, I don't know. We got closets here. No. <laughs> you coming out, I buddy? Thought, I thought godparents were like religious to teach the kids about religion and stuff. No, it's just about if something if something were inevitably to happen to the you know, to the family and not the kid. That's where Aren't those guardians? I don't know. Godfather. Okay. I thought that was a religious Jesus. No, it's not. It's a fucking Corleones. Like fucking God. But that's a movie. Yeah, but is that a and religious killed, movie, Christina? They killed people. Yeah, but that's not religion. Well, I mean, religions killed people, but I'm just saying. <laughs> the movie's not about Jesus Christ. It's about a bunch of fucking drug dealers. This is shit. bullshit. Google it. Fucking mafia and <laughs> shit. I'm thinking of Carlitos or uh, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Anyway, so yeah, if you guys want to join us tonight for the fucking movie, you'll get shit like that, okay? <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have a good time. Christina's going to, she she promised that she's going to- I'm going to stay up. She's going to stay up, and we're going to have a few drinks. We're just going to watch the movie and probably end the stream a little bit early and just, uh, you know, leave it at that so we can put a nice little sweet kiss on the, on so the don't, top. So don't be late. Yeah, don't be late because it starts at 5 p.m. PST uh, or PDT right now because we're on Pacific time in Arizona. We don't have time change, so we have to reference it that way just to be clear. But yes, we're on the same time zone as California. So if you want to look up when California time is, just type it into Google. and It'll tell you 
5 p.m. Be there or be square. It's worth it. God bless America. And and now also um, big shout out to everybody who's been reaching out to us. I know I mentioned this earlier, but um, thank you guys for reaching out to us. We already had an illustrator reach out to us. I don't know. I don't know if they want to share their name just yet. Um, so I'll be I'll be I'll just not say who they are right now. But vague, vague it I don't out. want to be impolite. In other words, by just saying it, because maybe they just don't want to know. I know many people who have offered to give things that don't want any credit for it. So, um, but I'll be respectful. But once that time comes, they were kind enough to offer us a, to help pay for a design from one of their friends. So we may have a t-shirt design after all. And I'm going to throw my hand in, into the ring and kind of try to do my own, you know, something that's like, you know, not stealing other people's photos or something like that, that we can put together, maybe just a saying or something that we do. So if you guys have suggestions for things that you like that we say, you know, please let us know that you might want on a t-shirt or a mug or something like that. We're trying to come up with like three designs, but I just want to say thank you for for all the support that have reached out to us about that because of the dental work that we had done. You guys have been super cool. Just continue to, to listen and, and, and share our episodes with people, watch the YouTube videos and stuff like that. And then if we do put up a fucking thing for t-shirts, just know that all that money is going directly back into the podcast and it's going to keep us afloat so that we can continue to do the podcast. We've, we've thought about doing you know, Patreon, but we're just not, we don't We've like, done it before. I'm, we're not into it. It's, I'm not. it's not our thing. Like, it's not that we wouldn't be able to do the work for it. It's just the constant asking of stuff, you know, from people that kind of gets under our skin a little bit. But I know that's just kind of part of the territory when it comes to doing these things. You kind of have to stay afloat. I'd rather, but, we'd rather create a product. Right. We want to give you something for your money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we do this anyway. We appreciate your support. So if you see the t-shirts and all the stuff in the future, you know, we'll have a few designs for you, hopefully, in the near future. So uh, big shout out to that person for offering. I had another person reach out to me about something and another person who reached out about something. So thank you, guys. You guys are the best. So, uh, and speaking of giving back, we have our contest winner that we're going to pick right fucking now for the fifth anniversary haul. We're going to give you a, there's seven movies, two Blu-rays and five DVDs, all movies that I agree and enjoy and have found some sort of value in. They're not just throwaway, you know, whatever. I think they're all new too. Plus we didn't mention this last time. We're also giving away. A $25 gift card with that. Amazon gift card. So you can buy whatever fucking Blu-ray you want, really. Mm -hmm. You know, despite the $30 ones, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But if you throw a few bucks at it, I mean, it's really, you're only paying that much for a really cool Blu-ray of your choice, you know. Mm -hmm. We figured $25 should cover most of it, you know what I mean? Plus, that's about all we can spend right now (laughs) on top of shipping it out and everything. But we're going to pull that winner right now, so... Should I do a drum roll? No, you shouldn't. You should not do it. <laughs> you sound like you're gargling I a fucking know. Smurf's dick or something. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. You sound like you're drowning, actually. I don't even remember. If you don't win today, you could always win in the future. Just keep on listening, people. It's that fucking simple. So. The winner of the five-year anniversary. <laughs> I'm scrolling like crazy, and we're going to do this one. Who is it? 
Leah von Poppenberg. Congratulations to you. Oh, they just, they're a recent signer upper oh. as of June. So it goes to show you, so even new people signing up can win. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Leah. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and following along. It looks like you open up all our emails too. So you're definitely looking forward to us. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to send you out the box. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually email you right now. And then if we don't hear back from you by Wednesday, we'll have to pick a new winner on the following Monday. So just definitely get back to us uh, as soon as possible. So if you hear this first or get the email first, you'll obviously tell us before the email. So, (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much and congratulations. We'll get you out the gift card and the seven movies. So we hope you enjoy them. And uh, definitely when you do get this, please share it with us. We want to let people know that they're actually getting packages that we send out to them (laughs) (laughs) because that's a very important part. So social media sub Tag us in it to let us know on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, you know, so to let us know that uh, you got it. But yeah, congratulations to you, Leah. And if you didn't win this time, guys, we don't have that many subscriptions. So I don't know why you motherfuckers don't sign up 100% because I know that a lot of you listen. And it's a nice email. And you probably think you won't win. And every time I tell somebody that they won, they're like, I can't believe I won. (laughs) I don't win anything. I don't win anything. So you could be that person. (laughs) And we could make you happy. Not just on the mic, but physically with our minds. (laughs) Wait, that sounds weird. (laughs) But anyway, guys, we appreciate you all. Regardless if you win or not, obviously, if we could give presents to all of you, we would. But we're fucking not millionaires, and we're certainly not the number one podcast yet. Uh, that is, of course, if you guys want us to be, then we could definitely... Then we could murder. Yeah, <laughs> we could murder the airwaves. <laughs> How uh, horror-appropriate, Christina. Um, it's not a murder mystery show, though, so... But anyway, guys, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys, so we decided to pick one of the movies like we always do, and I bet you guys thought we were going to pick Scanner Cop 1. Well, you're fucking wrong. (laughs) We picked Scanner Cop 2, Vulcan's Revenge. Which, in the movie, there is a villain played by Patrick Kilpatrick that is pretty spicy and delicious. And he is uh, sort of like feeds on scanners. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) And he sucks all their powers out of their heads (laughs) or their bodies, really. We thought it was kind of funny that his name is Vulcan, right? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was like a weird name. It was his last name. It's just familiar, though, for another franchise that's sci-fi. Is that Star Trek? Yes. And so I thought in my mind, like, oh, well, Vulcan Death Grip, right? (laughs) I was like, so what if we just called this one a Vulcan Death Sip? (laughs) Death Sip. It's good, right? It's a good one. He's so creative. He's sipping on motherfuckers. It's a double entendre, too. That's the kind of joke you need to write, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Five fucking years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I love you so much. (laughs) You guys, that's just our humor, okay? Yeah, help me help. (laughs) Don't even joke. I'm sorry. People seriously, they're like, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so Vulcan, a Vulcan death sip is a, 
I want to say creative drink that we came up with, but we were like, Christina went to the store and you got some a special ingredient. I'll tell you here in a second that involves coffee. It's not one that I would like pick up and go, oh, oh, this looks tasty. Well, I only did it because a long time ago on Instagram stories, I put it, I put it up there. Have we ever had it before? No, we've never had it before. That's why I got it for the. Yeah, we've been wanting to, and it's it's time for a new ingredient for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, we're running out. I mean, we really just don't have that much money to be going buying <laughs> a fucking full bar here, guys. We're trying. We're giving her all she's got. Speaking of Star there's Trek, there's only so many ninety nine <laughs> banana liqueur. <laughs> yeah, I know those motherfuckers fuckers need to sponsor us i wrote them and they never wrote me back well you know i'm, I'm canceling them we're not going to use them anymore fuck 99 no we're going to use them all right god damn it <laughs> i was trying to be american i was trying to be a patriot <laughs> keep trying <laughs> i can cancel too <laughs> i'm just kidding anyway so what's in a vulcan death sip well we just made it pretty simple you pour one shot full of scotch from J and B, which is a classic drink, by the way, that was used in the 80s, 70s and 80s that a lot of horror movies used as a sponsor for their movies to get them paid. Yeah, you always see it in the background. In the background. Not so much in the 90s, I don't think, Mm -mm. but but you always saw it in the 80s and 70s. Mm -hmm. So we got that. And then Christina got Pabst (laughs) Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. Hard Coffee. Such a weird name, right? Who who the fuck thought Paps Blue Ribbon and goddamn coffee would ever go together? I know. I almost bought the um, Jägermeister cold brew. What? The Jägermeister. We're gonna have to try that next. A cold brew coffee. Were these on sale? Yeah. Okay. Well, no wonder. Okay. Yeah, that's totally you. (laughs) (laughs) It was the cheaper version. I don't give a shit. Wait, what do you have there? This is the hard coffee. You remember you told me to put it in a cup. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're basically going to take the shot first, and then you open up this can that looks like an energy drink, it pretty totally much. It totally looks like an energy drink. It's the same size as, like, the tall um, 20% more Red, uh, Bull. f- Red Bulls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's going to taste like. We just went on a whim on this one, so. Let's whim it up. So after we drink this shot, you know what we got to say, right? No, what do we say? So in Scanner Cop 2, Vulcan says something orgasmically while you're sucking their soul out of their head. (laughs) He says, oh, the power. power. And then he's like, was it good for you? (laughs) Cheers. (sighs) Almost couldn't breathe. Hey, that coffee's not the... Oh, wait, that's bad. <laughs> Listen, I, sl- I finished it. You slammed that. I told you I was. You're going to get sick. Ooh, it's kind of a Ooh. weird taste. It has an aftertaste. It, like, creeps up uh, at you. Ooh. Well, I mean, it's not that bad. That's beer, isn't it? But, I mean, it? like, when I think of coffee, I think of mornings. So, who's this made for? Like, <laughs> um, like people who want to get a buzz in the morning because they're fucked yeah. up? So yeah. it's like the oh, it's the fucking after party drink. Yeah, what's it? The so when dog, you have a hangover, the... it's a hangover drink. Yeah, what's it called with the dog? Hair of the dog. The power. <laughs> it's not that bad, and I'm probably gonna get really fucking amped up here in a minute. It tastes like there's beer and coffee. I don't like know. I woke up from a drunken stupor, you know, and I accidentally. It's got five percent alcohol by volume in it. I so. accidentally put beer in my coffee, and my cigarettes were in there too. My yeah, cigarette. Maybe when I'm uh, waking up in the morning ready for work, I'll fucking, you know, pop one of those in, talk like Mark Wahlberg, whatever. 
Get Wiccan. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, guys, if you would like to try a Vulcan death sip, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, it's time to dip into the flesh and potatoes of our Scanners franchise cap end of the entire franchise with Scanner Cop 1 from 1994 and Scanner Cop 2 from 1995. Vulcan's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, guys. So Christina did the work on this first movie. Oh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready for this? I was born ready. A rookie cop with the LAPD is also a scanner. When a string of murders (laughs) begins to decimate the police department, Sam faces sensory overload and possibly insanity as he uses his powers to hunt the man responsible for the killings. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tagline. Imagine a cop that can read your mind, then blow it away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine a cop that could finger you and then blow Ew, you away. Oh, gross. <laughs> Fucking nasty. I just felt like I was like at a slumber party, you know, when you talk about those things. <laughs> you know? I'm you gossiping know. right now, okay? Yeah, I'm gossiping. I'm gossiping, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is written and directed by Pierre David, mm-hmm. who also directed this and a movie called Serial Killer from 1995. He's mostly known as a producer. He was a producer on Scanners, Videodrome, and The Brood. The Brood. The Brood. The Brood? <laughs> Shut up. Did you say The Brood? I said The Brood. I can't read. It's like a bunch of fucking, like, <laughs> <laughs> what? college kids It's like that, that all have the same face, and they run around. They're like, bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> And then they, what, do they kill people? What's no, it's going the, on? No, it, that is like not. Christina, the movie is David Cronenberg's The Brood. Okay, I know. And it's about it. a bunch of kids that have some fucked up faces that are all the same. Oh. <laughs> when I show it to you, you're going to laugh. I'm keeping this in, by the way. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Also written by John Bryant and George Sanders. They both wrote Martial Law, American Ninja 5, and George wrote this movie called Malicious from 1995 starring Molly Ringwald. Ooh. And of course, you know, the story and line and characters, Dave Cronenberg. And this movie stars Daniel Quinn, who plays Sam. Mm-hmm. He was in Wild at Heart. Yes, I don't remember him in that for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It was one. It was one of his earlier movies. He was also in Rubber. You know the oh, one about the he was the song. cop. Yeah, holy shit! He's, he's actually been a cop in like a lot of TV shows and stuff. He he always played a cop. Um, he was in a Cabaret of the Dead, Story of Eva, and Spiders Two: Breeding Ground. And he passed away in July of 2015. Yes. That sucks. Yeah. Also starring Ricky Grove, who plays Commander Peter. Uh, he was actually born in Phoenix. Oh. He earned a bachelor's degree in directing from ASU. Really? Yeah, gotta give a shout out. ASU so. is the place that turned away James Cameron, yep. isn't it? Was it James Cameron or oh. Spielberg? I can't remember. No, think, Spielberg's from here. Yeah, He's so he Scott went Sale. to the yeah he went to he went to ASU and he offered them millions of dollars for a fucking film 
education, and they turned him down. You don't fucking turn down Spielberg, all right? So he went to another film school out here, and or another school, and offered them the same money, Mm -hmm. right? I think so in California, though. No, it's here. Oh, you know what? It's at the Science Center. Yeah. Arizona Science Center. That's right. Wait, Arizona Science Center? Yeah. It's a college, Christina. Oh, he gave money to another college out here instead. Oh, sorry. He has a theater or something. I was thinking of the theater. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. <laughs> you're freaking me out, Fuck dude. Fuck you. That's all I remember. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Anyway, Ricky Grove was also in Army of Darkness, Point Break, the original. And he's done a lot of voice work for the animated Star Wars stuff. Okay. Okay. Also starring... Darlene Flugel. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. She played Dr. Joan. She was in Darkman 3. I had no idea there was three of those. Yes, we own them. Oh, okay. We should do them in the future. Uh, she was also in Running Scared, uh, Fatal Sky, and she was the mom in Pet Cemetery 2. Oh, uh, yes. Yep. Short hair. He, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pet Cemetery 2? Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm getting confused, but I yes, know, I do saying. remember. <laughs> also starring Richard Lynch, who plays Carl Glock. Uh, he was in Lords of Salem, Halloween 2007, Battlestar Galactica, The Second Coming, that mm-hmm. movie. Okay. He was also in Scarecrow from 1973, The Night Configuration. Ninth Configuration, yeah. Ninth and The Sword and the Sorcerer. That movie is nuts, dude. I tried is watching it. It was, on, it was on Amazon. I just popped it on. It's like one of those weird like movies that's about one thing, but it's like another. It's like a metaphor for something else or mm-hmm. like a like a, an analogy for something else. Mm-hmm. Really about a bunch of crazy people in a like ward and something happens. And mm-hmm. it's, I, I don't know. It's pretty. I was like engrossed to the movie when I watched it. So. <laughs> and what did you think of this movie Scanner Cop, Alex, sir? Well, before we get there, I want to mention oh. who was some of the practical effects guys in this one. Okay. Because, you know, there's some big names in here, um, mostly from the Magical Media Industries Incorporated, which is owned and operated by John Carl Beechler. A lot of people said Buechler, but it's Beechler. Um, he was a little bit of everything, but mostly did, you know, practical effects, makeup. He was pretty much a legend for a lot of stuff trancers terror vision from beyond he worked on like the special effects for trancers terror vision from beyond dolls the garbage bale kids cellar dweller Ooh. demon warp demonic toys carnosaur seed people and just so much more he's been all over the place also, it has David Barrett, who did work for MMI as well. He did Carnosaur 1 through 3, Tank Girl, Project Metal Beast, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, Freeway, The Fear. But James Rowland was also in this. He's part of MMI, too, or was at least. He is uh, one of the people that has worked on A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, Cast a Deadly Spell, Army of Darkness, Dollman, Necronomicon, Book of the Dead, Tales from the Crypt Show. He did like six episodes, 300, Preacher, and more. So pretty big names. It is. And what did you think of the movie? Well, I actually reviewed this many, many years ago. So maybe you should go first. Oh, you know, turn the tides. Well, I mean, if people have listened that far back, it was like three years ago. So, you know, maybe you should uh, tell us what you think. Well, well, let me tell you that this movie's fantastic. You liked it. I really liked this movie. Really? It was really, the story was great. It also, by the way, guys, just so you know, we're going to be doing our rank 
ranking for all of our movies from this franchise in order from best to worst. So by the end of the movie, you better have your shit ready, Christina. I have my shit ready. All right. Can I continue? Yes, please. Yeah, thanks. Story was great. It was absolutely ridiculous, but it flowed really well. I loved that it's based in Los Angeles because weren't the other Skinner movies? They were based in uh, New York or around New York or something. Uh, it had like the typical like realistic cops where you have like <laughs> you have like you know the good cops and then you have the stupid cops that like shoot everybody and stuff oh, yeah, you know yeah. and that don't believe any that are really judgmental and shit. It feels very nineties to me. It yeah it it really does. Like the spirit of Cinemax or HBO back in the day when you watched late night like cop, television and cop, stuff. Cop drama. Well, but- cop and horror. Right. But this is a good cop drama. I really, uh, could, but I really could see this as a TV show. You know what Nowadays? I mean? Nowadays? Nowadays, yeah, I could see it as a TV show. Even back then, I could see it along the lines of like, remember that V show? V? Was that what it's called? They would have to have practical effects or I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, that's true. Well, they could just do cheap, cheapy. Well, no, it's not cheap, uh, period. <laughs> computer graphic shit. No, know? stop I know, that. I'm sorry, encourage I that shit. I really like the story. What the, the fuck is wrong with the you? The music, the soundtrack was really good. I was trying to remember if like when they were actually like scanning people that noise they use was it in the, in the <laughs> other yeah was that in the other movies yeah they did but they kind of incorporated it in the music in this one so yeah yeah so i really like that mm-hmm. um i do wish the only thing i had a problem with i wish they would have shown more gore i wish it was like more gory and ridiculous kind of like robocop mm-hmm. that would have really pushed it over the edge for me sure but um i really i really liked it i really like this one i gave it an eight out of ten Really? Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah. What about you? What are you um, gonna give it? Well, I don't know. I'm still kind of up in the air with my like. Oh, your rankings? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's so, so close on one of the other movies, but for completely different reasons. But let me just say, when I reviewed it back then, I really liked it a lot. Reviewing it again in 4K from the Vinegar Syndrome release, which you know we got the 4K copies of Scanner Cop One and Two from Vinegar Syndrome, which look a fucking amazing. It really by I was going to say, even you said something about it while we were watching it. You're like, is this 4K? Uh-huh. And I was like, yep, sure is. So you can I tell ne- the difference. I never noticed. So when I notice, like, it's a it's a good thing. And the funny thing is, is that Scanner Cop 1 and 2 have a fucking 4K release before the original movie Scanners does, <laughs> which I think Criterion has. Oh, and they, they have, are, like, the rights to it Yeah, something? they're fucking slacking like a motherfucker. Like, this Criterion should have been the first people out of the gate oh, they into the 4K. They haven't released anything on They're 4K. just starting. They're just starting. Oh, they're one of the weird. last people. Weird. Boutiques have been doing this, Christina. Mm-hmm. Criterion, what the fuck? Anyway, I'll stop there. But this is not actually a as big movie, guys. Like, there are some things in it that have that kind of charm to it a little bit. But I think after three, they sort of knew that their, what their range was because three was so fucking wild, right? Mm-hmm. Like, out of control fucking jokes crazy Mm -hmm. and the first one was like so goddamn serious and dire like we mentioned so i think this is where they really kind of fully realized what scanners was Mm -hmm. and what worked what was the best delivery system for vibe that you could offer and this was it 
You explained that way better than I could have. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's just to appeal to both of its obvious sides. You know what I mean? Because you got Cronenberg's hard sci-fi real, you know, like. I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, he def- definitely well, he is. is <laughs> I don't love everything that he's done, but right, my but God. He is, he is he's like got more. Artsy. Yeah, he's done more right than most people can do with four times the amount of work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but unlike three being the S big amazing, this is actually rather legit good sci-fi horror movie with a heavy action crime element to it. Like I could totally see many variations of this movie, no problem. And it's kind of interesting because after watching one and two, you you start to kind of pick up that they have like villains that are very comic booky. Right. Maybe I'm realizing this because we're in such a comic book you know era right now, you know where everything's fucking superheroes Marvel. and shit like that. Well, not just Marvel. I mean, it's everywhere. Well, I know, but. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like you could each of these villains have something to do with the brain. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of interesting, like Scanner Cops, like this action hero, you know, that's fighting against these different sort of like Batman, but only like with psychic powers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um only he's with the law. So <laughs> not a vigilante, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, I could see many variations of this film and I and I feel like they could have gone further with it. They just chose not to. And there's mm-hmm. there's a reason why and I'll get into that in the spoiler section. But this the, the the villain in this movie is not a scanner, which I think is actually pretty cool. Like I think that's unique and different. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job of like kind of bleeding into that character without him knowing. Although you would think that a scanner that's psychic could have found out all this stuff a little bit faster. But based on the Cronenberg lore, they gotta put in extra work to scan people in order to fucking mm-hmm. get that kind of information out of them. You know, it's not right. it's a little bit more physical than just like, oh, I just realized, you know, like suddenly Mm -hmm. like they have to like pretend that they're having to take the worst shit of their lives before (laughs) they can get this kind of information (laughs) but uh anyways the idea of a psychic cop is already appealing as it is making it you know making it that physical sort of cronenberg way and his mythos of the scanners and you got a really pretty decent 90s fucking sci-fi horror film I would have watched this at any time as a kid, and it's just too bad that I missed it when I was younger. I don't know why. Maybe the rights just weren't distributed to, like, HBO or Cinemax at the time. Well, wasn't this straight to video? Yeah, it was, but a lot of, like, companies like Cinemax, which we had in the house, would Mm -hmm. pick them up and play them on repeat. Because, like, Night Times was Cinemax. Uh-huh. For horror and shit like this, exactly like this. Mm-hmm. And so you would watch that. And then after the horror, it would be Skinamax, which is where right. the, a little bit more. Softcore porn. Yeah. Well, they would play stuff like the Lair of the White Worm, which had some sex scenes in it and stuff. Oh, it, yeah. it would get a little like, you know, softcore porn. It was never like hardcore, like fucking ramming dudes and shit like that or whatever. But the gore in this is actually pretty decent as well as the story. You know, it's it moves along really at a good pace. It flows all pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see scam. We see Sam, the scanner cop, coming into his powers and sort of finding his way in a sort of trepidatious sort of way. So because he's not really sure of how strong he is or how bad it is if he doesn't take his medicine medicine or whatever. So it's like, you know, he's kind of like coming into his powers, which is interesting. And just him getting an understanding of how to use his powers to fight crime. When a bunch of cops start dying, then he kind of stops taking his medication, the ephemeral that we've talked about in all the other movies. Mm Mm-hmm. The villain in this one, played by Richard Lynch, is actually pretty good. Although I, I think he's sort of uh, in the shadows a lot more in this movie than, say, something like the second movie. 
Right. The Vulcan guy. Right. Well, it's because he was using other people. Right. But his but his performance is still good. Yeah, it like, really is. It He's is like actor. more of a mastermind kind of play than it is like Vulcan, mm-hmm. who is something completely different. But, you know, Sam played by Daniel Quinn. It's not Oscar worthy, but it's definitely done in the way that it's supposed to be, just like Richard Lynch does for this villain character. And I think they both do a pretty decent job in this movie. Uh, he puts in a lot of effort here. And after watching a lot of people pretend to shit their brains out in five movies, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm a fucking scanners expert at this point in time. I can tell you who does the best shit face. Oh yeah, and so definitely far. Daniel Quinn. Well, he's one of them. I would say that, you know, like, Michael Ironside mm-hmm. does a fucking damn good job. Like, I'd say he's the best, but Daniel Quinn is probably, hands down, one of the most dedicated Shitter facers. shit facers <laughs> you could find, like, legitimately. And I mean that in all no disrespect whatsoever, guys, seriously. But I don't think I've ever gave this one a score back in the, the day, even, because, like, there was a time where we were kind of like... You were just like, whatever. We're whatever, just yeah, exactly. And uh, But I definitely say that this is a 7 out of 10 movie. It's a good story that is entertaining to watch, and it just goes for it. Mm-hmm. And I could pop this on and watch it any time. Totally. I love Screamers, uh, which is another sci-fi classic, and I love that a little bit more than this. Mm -hmm. But this is up there. This is definitely up there. Um, So there's another movie that I I also gave a seven to, and that's going to be the one that I'm still kind of like, Mm -hmm. which one edges over the other one just slightly. You know what I mean? For your ranking. For my ranking, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, And you said you gave it an eight. I gave it a seven. So a 7.5 damn good BTV score. Yeah, I never score higher than you. You should watch this. Even if you don't like scanners, like it may be more your speed than you do the first movie. Right. And you don't even need to see any of those other ones. You really don't because this has its own lore and history and everything. Yeah. So it's like it's it's all condensed into its own thing. It's just borrowing some of the sort of patterns and powers and things that other movies have done. Right, exactly. And and doing different things with it, mind you, by the way. It's not just like, you know, the same old thing. Mm -hmm. They do different things that you're like, how would they ever use their mind powers to do that? But they do it, and it's interesting, (laughs) and it's creative. I Mm -hmm. think it's a fun movie. Skinner Cop, I could have watched probably at least another movie of. Right. You know? Oh, yeah, like a third one, like a trilogy. Right. And and I would kind of be down, like you said, like a Scanner Cop TV TV show. TV show? Totally. Like, I could watch that, you know? Like, he comes across different types of scanners. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, exactly. Or he, different types of mind to, control people or vi- villains mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, people that protect themselves against scanners. Like, Throw some vampires in there. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we do have some trivia for this movie. And uh, it's pretty interesting. You know, I found some good stuff based on the Vinegar Syndrome releases. If you guys have not picked up those, I will leave a link down below for you to pick those up at Vinegar Syndrome. I highly encourage you to pick it up if you're a... Uh, you know, like a completist, you know, and you want to have all the movies. It was Screen Factory that put out two and three on a, like a double disc. And I think you could still get that. Uh, and then Vinegar Syndrome put out the scanner cops, four and five, technically scanner cop movies. Mm-hmm. And they look great. They have good features. I really enjoyed them. They have like the making of part one and two on both discs. They're on mm-hmm. the Blu-rays, not the 4K. So don't, don't, if you have it and you didn't see it, it's, it's on the Blu-ray. But, uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. Here's your warning. 
So, Renee Malo, who purchased the franchise, by the way, remember we were having this discussion? Oh, yeah, we were arguing about it. Off air, yeah. Because she was like, oh, Pierre David. And I was like, yeah, well, isn't Renee Malo? I found out what the deal is. Renee Malo was, because I mentioned this in the last episode, Renee Malo has not been with the franchise since the beginning. He is just the guy that ended up purchasing the rights. Oh, there you go. And Pierre David is the guy who has been with it since Since the beginning. Since the beginning. Right. Right. But I only found that out afterwards. I just assumed because we were on two and three, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but now, of course, he obviously also wanted to direct. This was Pierre David's obvious debut for directing. Mm-hmm. He did that other movie, apparently, and that was it. He didn't want to That's do any more. Yeah. He, he even said that, you know, he was like, you know, I got my fill. I did what I needed to do. I think it's a competent film. Mm-hmm. That's all I needed to do. So that's, you know, he was done with directing. Right. Makes sense. Um, apparently Daniel Quinn, who played Sam, uh, was a very serious actor and he was like so in the zone for his roles. Mm-hmm. So there was often times in the set where he would tell people to shut the fuck up, but then he would be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, you know, like he would apologize after his scene mm-hmm. because he was just so into it and you could tell by the faces he was making Mm -hmm. that he really was really into this and and regardless of like if you think this is oscar worthy or not he cared yeah exactly you can tell he cared it may not be your favorite acting role but he did a good job yeah he really did i think he really sold the movie to him being i thought he was one of my favorite characters in the whole thing he really was and you know while while stephen lack from the very first movie kind of had the look Mm mm-hmm you know, I would have loved to see more of him because he's kind of like somewhere between loser and smart. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like struggling. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, that's what his character was supposed to be. Right. But I, I really like his, I like Quinn's character version of, of the cop and everything. Mm-hmm. So, Hillary Shepard, who played the Xena character. Mm hmm. The psychic. Yeah, the psychic. She was a fortune teller. She wasn't a psychic. She wasn't a scanner, right. by the way. Right. She was just a psychic. She was? Yeah. yeah. I thought she was a scanner. No, 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 no. She was just psychic. Wow. <coughs> she based it off of of the band Shakespeare's Sister, the look that she gave. Oh, my God. Do you remember that movie? On the, Cleopatra the... Records, I don't course. know if it was that, but yeah. Oh, Stay With Me. That yes. was a song. Well, Stay. Yeah, that's right. It was a band, by the way, for you guys that don't know, from the late 80s that formed out of Bananarama and then formed into- Very goth. Very 90s. It, it was supposed to be a solo project with like the main girl mm-hmm. who starts the song Stay. Mm-hmm. She's like, stay, stay with me. And then the <laughs> other girl comes in. She's like kind of darker and like death coming in mm-hmm. to like steal her boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like fighting over this guy. And it's like, Great. that's that's the look she wanted is she, yeah, the girl that came in. I watched the video. I watched the. Oh, did you? I watched like four of their videos because I was like, oh, my God, I remember this song. Yeah, exactly. Because like half of the song, it's just like two and a half minutes long, is her singing really slow with hardly any music. Mm-hmm. And then it comes in with the other woman. And she's like, you know, you better, you know, figure it shit out. And I can't remember the words, but, you know. God, that was great. I'm going to have to look it up after this. We'll, we'll post the video in our social media so that oh, you guys can idea. check it out. I'll put it up just so you guys can kind of get an idea. So keep on the lookout for that. But she uh, she mentioned that the whole scene where Sam and her go to hell, which I love, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love that oh, the fact yeah, that yeah. a psychic got hit by an ambulance <laughs> and dies. <laughs> but not only that the psychic gets hit by an ambulance, but then she takes fucking Sam with her to hell. Like right. that, that, that is part of the lore. 
And like cool. he went so deep that he followed her fucking essence all mm-hmm. the way to hell. Uh, she said that the place that they shot that whole hell scene in was haunted as fuck. Really? Like legitimately. She was trying to go to the third floor just to get away from everybody with some other actress or something like that to get a nap while they were like setting up shots and stuff like that mm-hmm. and where nobody else was so she could just get some rest. Mm-hmm. And she said that there was like they heard some sound and then they saw a cart go roll past the doorway of the room they were in. Oh, hell no. And nobody was up there. Oh, my God. And she was like. She was like, I was... Burn it down. She was like, burn it down. She was like, we were scared shitless. I bet. So she seemed really cool, too, by the way. She's in the extras of the Vinegar Syndrome release. She's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There is stuff in this film where you barely get to see some of the effects that they actually use that cost a lot of money Mm -hmm. for just a really small section of time in this movie, which I really admire because these are costly fucking things that they did. In order to make sure that this movie happened, because in this movie, and this is very spoilerific, obviously, but anyway, so they created like different creatures. Like, you know, every time these people would get mind like scrambled to think that every time they saw an officer, they would see something that scared them. Right. And they would imprint their minds with this apparently like something that would make them go crazy. Mm-hmm. And they would see this. And apparently like they had to create each of those monsters. So they were not small monsters. Like there's the death one and then there's the insect one. Right. They created a full giant insect creature really for that scene and they shot it in the same area which Uh you know there was an island in the way yeah there was a kid it was they were in a kitchen yeah and they had to like show it on the floor and stuff so it was Mm -hmm. really interesting that they built that from scratch that is interesting yeah i thought that was really cool i'm like they the fact that they made a full giant bug and a death man and all this other shit Mm -hmm. just cool also they knew that they were going to do part two in this movie Mm-hmm. After securing the rights to the first one, I kind of figured the years were there so were close. So many people that were interested in doing another one mm-hmm. that they found the funding for this one quick mm-hmm. and even enough to get to do the, the next movie. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some scenes, I guess, we could talk about briefly. And honestly, I really think you should just watch the movie if you're listening this far anyway. You really should. But let's talk about a few things that you did like and, uh, you know, what the differences will be so we can kind of compare that to the next movie. Mm-hmm. Well, right off the bat, in the beginning, Sam's a kid. I don't know. He's like eight or nine or something. He's living with his dad. In, in a like hotel. This, yeah, in a hotel. It's disgusting. They're all dirty and Dude, stuff. the fucking dirt under his nails <laughs> yeah, in that. the 4K transfer made me gag. <laughs> I was like, I wonder what that smells like. It was it was funny. But or, the, or how they like made him get dirty nails. Like it's, they it's grease paint. Is that what it is? Yeah, he put grease paint on <laughs> it. Because you could tell on his face too that just his grease paint, which kind of sucks because you can tell with 4K transfers the shitty ass makeup they used back then you know right but but, but they have a really this is a really cool scene right off the bat it starts the movie off right because the dad's going crazy he hasn't taken his ephemeral pills in like three or four days and he's so, like yelling at his son about taking the pills yeah but you never miss a dose never miss a dose so the landlord like calls the cops and the cops show up and then there's this confrontation yeah but hold and on then, before the confrontation his dad goes in the bathroom yeah, and so sees the, what yeah he sees little tiny baby heads <laughs> Three of them popping out from his forehead, but they cut back to the kid and the kid can't see the little baby 
baby heads growing out of his thing. <laughs> Little doll so heads. you're like, oh, okay, he's just, you know, hallucinating. They did a really good job it with that. It looks so fucking cool. How and they, did, did they do that? And it gave you the impression of the voices that he was hearing in his head, and he kept saying that they were going to eat him alive or something. Right, yeah. So, it was like yeah. the voices kind of like coming out of him like Freddy. Like, it, dude, it, it totally That's kind of like what they that. were trying to do. It totally looked like Freddy, too. The little you know, faces. Like, you know, that's, I can't remember. It was one of the later moons. It might have been the Dream Master or something like that, mm-hmm. where he, he's in the church and he lifts his shirt and there's like all these faces. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, it looked like that. But it was kind of like forehead. that on a really cheap scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was really cool. And yeah. just to start off the movie like that, it was, it was That awesome. was great. Like, even yeah. if it's schlocky, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, that that's so iconic to the movie right there right and it's like oh where can this go like mm-hmm. if that shit's happening exactly and i like the pull of it where the cops show up and then the dad's like freaking out and the dad starts scanning the cop and the the son's like don't stop it dad so he stops and that or this kid scans his dad who's scanning the cop you know it's it's just this cool like cycle well, thing. it's weird that he just like adopts him like we you were like i don't think they can do that <laughs> the cop is just like do you want to come live with me i don't have any kids yeah, i just killed your father yeah exactly <laughs> And I'm like, I don't think you could do that. I think you're supposed to go through CPS and you got to make sure there's no relatives. Well, there's a lot of shit that happens to this kid that would have been traumatic for me as a fucking... I mean, right. I even told you, like, there was a part where the the cop takes this kid to go see, like, a mental doctor. At a mental be- Because he knows he's got powers. He just doesn't know why. So he goes to a mental institution, by the way. Mm-hmm. Do you realize how scary it is for a child to go to a mental institution i don't care if you're a cop or not especially if you're a kid who could read minds yeah like what the fuck like you already think there's something wrong with you like you're gonna go there and you're like well they're just dropping me off (laughs) so i told christina about this time when my parents when i was younger because i had 80 you know i grew up i was one of the first kids with add you know so to speak Mm -hmm. because like i think the earliest time i've ever seen it in a movie was in the montel uh manitou Mm-hmm. movie from like 70s or whatever we talked about that mm-hmm. but my parents took me to go get an iq test at this place it was called rock creek elementary and i was like holy shit dude like there was people walking around like punching their head and like there was like color strips on the ground where you know they're like follow the yellow you know and that's where you need to go next mm-hmm. you know like because they weren't all there and I thought my parents were literally dropping me off there to go to school from here on out <laughs> uh-huh. and that they were going to leave me by you. myself. Like it scared that it scared me that much. They should have. So, and this guy who's a doctor there, he's like, oh, let me work on him. Let me just inject you full of this shit. Yeah, and he comes up with this this uh, reanimator shot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. Which they both looked like the same color. They really did. It must have like had the, a bit. The villain uses the same color mm-hmm. as the, the same, you know. Yeah, the dye. Who the villain actually dude. kills later on, by mm-hmm. the way, when he gets older. Right. Remember? Right. Because it was the same mental institution yeah. that the villain escaped from. Yeah, escaped from. And killed the same doctor. Doctor, yeah. By stabbing a pen in his head. Yeah, in his ear. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> 
But apparently the big the big shtick of this whole movie is that that apparently random citizens are killing off police officers that have no priors to just random Joe Schmoes that suddenly get activated like the Manchurian candidate <laughs> and like start fucking murdering people as spies like they've been activated like ice cream and they call them on the phone they're like hey, go to kill you know like the oh, terminator yeah, yeah i don't know that's that's what they compared it to in the movie they said manchurian mm-hmm. candidate mm-hmm. which i think was a movie with like denzel washington mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not 100 percent, but i pretty i'm pretty sure but anyway we're not sure why this is happening yet but it's happening and we find out that, of course, it's the psychic, Zena, the, the psychic. They're kidnapping people and yeah, injecting and James them. Glock or whatever the fuck his name is, like Glock. Yeah, what the hell kind of name is that? They're trying to make it sound tough because it's like a gun. It sounds like cock. <laughs> I don't know what that. it sounds like. Sounds tough. <laughs> it's your hard. Anyway, Sam and his partner are now it's the future and he's a cop and he gets like ordained by his commander in chief, which is his father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, him and his partner are like busting an ice bag drug ring. We're like, <laughs> oh my God, which is the stupidest so fucking thing. Stupid. There's like bags of coke tucked into ice bags. And he's like, Hey, don't touch that. Anyway. But, you know, it, it comes to the point where his father, the commander in chief, wants him to use his mind powers to basically help him find out who's controlling these people's minds and killing off all these fucking cops. And Sam's like, hell no. You saw what it did to my father. You were there. I'm not doing this shit. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> And uh, walks out, but then all these cops, like his partner and everybody get killed. Mm-hmm. The janitor uh, all of a sudden starts shooting him down. Yeah, and he's like, Dad, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad's like, thanks. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Xena and Carl Glock, who are pulling the, the Manchurian candidate mind control thing. There's like a, a plain, they, they make all the cops go plain clothes because they realize that it's, the, the uniforms are triggering people to shoot them. Yeah. Like a, like a doctor tries to kill somebody and mm-hmm. I don't know. So they have this scene where this plain clothes cop goes home and his wife is cooking and he's like trying to like, you know, small talk with her, you know, and she's just so busy cutting lettuce, by the way, that I thought she was going to chop her fingers off or something like that. I was waiting for that for some reason. Well, it's standard. Yeah. I mean, it's like such Where? a, fucking thing right if someone's acting weird while cutting something they're probably going to cut their fingers off right like that's always like a trope in movies you know right and we i think it was this year or last year where we just had so many movies where people chopping their fingers off while doing that yeah wasn't it in yeah it was in a lot of movies (laughs) yeah it was in colorado space Mm -hmm. it was in that fucking movie with uh what's her name lynn Lynn shay yeah uh i forget what it was where she was some crazy lady but anyway anyway I love this scene, though. Go ahead. Because, yeah, she's chopping the lettuce, and he's all like, like, why aren't you talking to me? What the fuck is wrong with you? You want me to arrest you? I'll bang you up against the wall, blah, blah, blah. I'll bang your fucking mouth open. (laughs) And then he he whoops at his badge. He whoops at him? He whoops at his badge. Does he whoop? There it is. (laughs) It's the 90s, you know? Oh, yeah. Might have been right around there, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was. Um, Naughty by nature? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. Okay. The badge triggers her, right? Right. So the, all of a sudden she sees a giant insect and starts screaming and then she just starts stabbing him nonstop. <laughs> and then she sits there with his body all night long. 
Until All his, night long. Until his. Uh, oh my God! It was recorded in '92 and '93. By See? the way, whoop it, whoop! There it is. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there but, it but is. They spell it W W H O O M P. But yeah, she sees the insect or whatever, mm-hmm. and it looks cool. It does. Like, look I was cool. like, it wow, really that's cool. like really good work. And I like for it. such like a five second, ten second fucking scene, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work. And then when he went to scan her. To see what happened, and then we we got to you see it Sam? again. With, yeah, when Sam the cop, the scanner cop, went to scan her to see what happened, we got to see the insect again. And it's crazy because, you know, Sam hasn't been on his medication because his dad basically told him to, like, you know, hey, maybe you don't take your medication and help save a couple cops' lives. What you'll do you say? You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be all right. You might kill somebody, but whatever. That's okay. That's like the big thing Casualties. about all of these movies is like you got to stay on your medication and except for three where when they went on the medication it made them kill because they were oh right because of the patch it was a different it was type a different but the commander is eventually shot and can you know controlled by uh, his right hand man the, the lieutenant. lieutenant yeah. <clears throat> who was who was the typical douche? Oh, he's played cop. so many fucking cops. Oh yeah, in movies he didn't. Even, I watched the extras and he was like, I am, I don't think I ever did see a f- complete version of that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's talking about it, but he <laughs> he never seen a complete version of the movie. I wonder if they gave him a copy. Vinegar I would Syndrome. Hope so if they interviewed him, I would hope so too. Like, but you don't know. You don't know what these. Well, a lot of them. They were just. It was just work, man. You know, they right, didn't care. Right. He didn't think it was going to be anything, but. um so while Sam's losing his mind, the commander gets shot by the guy and Xena makes a call to Glock and Sam hears her in his mind and he runs to get her. And this is where she gets hit by the ambulance and go, mm-hmm. they go to hell together, uh-huh. which is just a really cool scene. I yeah. like the idea that he could go to hell with her. But the thing that kind of, no pun intended, blows my mind <laughs> is that he blows her mind up in, in hell. So her soul mind? Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's completely dead. So does that mean he saved her from eternity in hell? Or did she die twice or just go through pain and gets rid of I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to hell myself. so I wouldn't know. Although, I mean, I have watched a few movies that made me feel that. (laughs) (laughs) And that will probably be your eternal. That's where your eternal soul is Oh, no. Shut the fuck up, Christina. (laughs) Anyway... But he found out that Glock is, you know, still in the tarot shop and he finds a secret entrance and then he goes there uh, where people who where he like programs people to kill the cops and stuff like that. And then that fucking Z or who was it? Oh, he sprays him in the face with that thing because the whole movie she sprays this like oh the cat water yeah the, like the, the water you spray at the cat to yeah, get off the counter right get off the counter <laughs> yeah no, she spray he she, the Glock sprays him in the face because he, he's a bad kitty and then it, <laughs> it knocks him out like everybody else in the movie and then he ties him up and they try to program Sam but he's like scannerific so he like breaks the machine and shit and then I guess somehow Glock. G- just becomes a doctor in the operating room for his his commander in chief, aka dad, mm-hmm. who took him in and and raised him. And Sam notices that that it's you know Glock under his anti freedom mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his anti freedom mask. Anti freedom. Uh, in other words, his fucking uh, his surgeon mask. 
But um, but he uses his mind powers to melt the side of Glock's head. But apparently, there's because, a metal plate on yeah, his head, so he can't, he be, can't scanned. be scanned. So all we have to do to escape these scanners is to get metal plates put in our heads. Yeah, just wear metal fucking, and, and only on one side of his head, mind you. Like it's not like when he when he finally uses his mind powers, he has to touch his hand in order to affect them. So you see like the veins go up on Sam's arm and then come down the arm of fucking Glock and then his head pops and the little like, you know, metal candy dish, candy dish, which pops we were going to do our shots out of a fucking dish. A metal yeah. candy dish. <laughs> which would have been fun. It would have been funny. But, but yeah, we didn't have any. And that's, we didn't have any metal head plates. But that's what I'm saying though. Like he only had the plate on one side. So why wouldn't he, is he that shitty of a scanner that he can only affect the right brain? Maybe that guy didn't have a full brain. I don't know. He got shot in the <laughs> head. That was like part of the thing, but uh, it's great. Yeah. I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. There is another movie that of course continues the Scanner Cop, which is Scanner Cop Two Vulcan's Revenge. Vulcan's Revenge or Scanner Cop Two the showdown which kind of is because this is the last movie of the oh, scanner franchise technically I like Book of Mars better <laughs> so scanner cop 2 came out in 95 it is about a demonic scanner that terrorizes los angeles and the only person can stop him may not have the neurons for the job it's tagline nowhere to hide not even in your mind oh my god powers this is directed by steve barnett who mostly was a producer mostly is a producer but he's directed a few including the movie mind warp with bruce campbell in it we have that on vhs no we have oh yeah we do have it on vhs and blu-ray oh okay uh he was also directed the movie mission of justice which is the movie that he did for the producers of this movie in order to get him the director's spot for Scanner Cop 2, by the way. Ah. And he did a few more. Also, it has writer Mark Sevy, who has written quite a few scripts. He did The Class of 1999 2, <laughs> The Substitute, Ghoulies 4, Dream a Little Dream 2, <laughs> Excessive Force 2. Are you catching a theory, like a, a theme here, guys? A sequel theme? <laughs> he, he also did Terminal Rush, Arachnid, and Pterodactyl, and more. You got some of the same effects people on it that I mentioned from last movie. So they just carried over and did the work because they knew they were going to need him anyway. So they just hired him again. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the cast in this movie, we got Daniel Quinn, who returns as Sam, of course. Patrick Kilpatrick, who plays Vulcan. Uh, to me, known as one of the best action movie villains ever. One of, yeah, many. Yeah. He was in another movie we reviewed called The Cellar, where he played a dad for a change. An asshole dad who, like, beat his children. Where he locks his kid in a fucking room with his infant and a monster comes up and tries to kill them both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that kind of dad. Uh, (laughs) He was also in movies like Death Warrant, Eraser, Time Tracks, The Best of the Best 2, Class of 1999, which I swear I got to get that movie, Mm -hmm. and the sequel. I just put it in the cart or whatever. Yeah, Uh, Remo Williams he was in, The Toxic Avenger. He was the... Remo Williams, he was the guy with the gold, the diamond tube. In this movie? That, that he uses his head to cut open the hole in the glass and he punches his oh, head through the. Okay. Yeah, I remember now, but because we just reviewed that on the, the Bloody Good Film podcast. So if you guys haven't listened to that, you should check it out. Uh, he was also in The Toxic Avenger, hmm. was his first role that he ever got. And he was oh. a spastic punk in that movie on the street. 
I like spastic punk. So he he also did do the uh, the stand. He played Ray Booth in the movie, which ah, I thought he that's right. He did a really he good did job. A really good job. The Better original. than the new one. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Granny, the Granny Beastmaster Three, and many more. We also get Christine Haji, who plays Carrie. She was in the Bates Motel TV show. She was a lead in Head of the Class. The TV series. I don't know if anybody remembers that. I don't remember. Sounds I, familiar. I, I, but... It does too. I, yeah. I didn't look it up, but she was also in Michael Jackson's video, Black, Black or White. Ah, okay. So I don't know. I remember him That's dancing great. on like a water tower or and something. It's like in all that. in black and white. <laughs> no, in the desert. I don't know about that, but yeah. Um, she was also in Man of the Year and many more. We also got Stephen Mendel, who plays Detective Mullins, who is. Agent Manners and Jack Frost, the comedy horror movie, mm-hmm. which uh, I love. Isn't that coming out on 4K or something? MVD put up a copy. They put out um, Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2. Oh, okay. With Randy Quaid in the second one. Nice. I don't think I've ever watched a completion, and I feel like we should probably do that this year. All right. Christmas time's coming. Yeah. He was also in, or Stephen Mendel, by the way, was also in and played the voice of Necron in Fire and Ice movie, The Vindicator, Stepfather 3, Hunger TV series, which keeps popping up. It's weird. He also did the voice of Splinter in Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation. He also played Dr. Kovac in Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, Zebro and Hunter X Hunter, and many more. Uh, also has, last but not least, Robert Forrester, who's in this movie, who plays Captain Jack Bitters. He was in movies like The Black Hole, Delta Force, Maniac Cop 3, American Yakuza, Jackie Brown, Uncle Sam, Mulholland Drive, the movie and the TV movie, because it was a TV movie first, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, supposedly. I didn't know that. Uh, he was also in uh, Charlie Angels, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, Heroes TV series, Twin Beaks TV series in the 2017 era, and El Camino as the vacuum salesman. Ah, uh, okay, I do remember. Um, this went straight to video, of course, and had an estimated budget of $4 million. It was probably a package deal. Right. So they probably did both of these pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina. Oh, it's my turn, huh? So, Alex. Oh, that's right. It's my turn now. <laughs> what do you want? How did you like this movie? Blah, blah, blah. So, I've never seen this one. I mean, but it, it's weird because it, it feels very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because it falls so perfectly in line with Scanner Cop 1. Yeah, it does. In a way. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it was like. But it's different. It feels like it, it's done 10 years later mm-hmm. where he's been a cop for so long, but it's really, mm-hmm. you know, back to back years. <laughs> so, it does fit neatly into the Scanner cop two movie franchise um about another scanner that feeds on other scanners to which many who had made the movie which you know like directors writers producers everybody compared this to a vampire film including you i did which i did yeah who said that you felt like it was a psychic vampire from what we do in the shadows yep and i was like what the energy vampire guy yeah and i was like i don't know about that i think it just caught me off guard uh-huh. but the vampire thing you were totally right oh my god you gotta be kidding me that was intentional wow even though they, you know, they're not the same character, but, you know, it's so spot on with the whole vampire angle for that one. So, huh. See, kudos to you. because I know my fucking vampire. That's why I said, I told you, I was like, you, you don't, you doubt yourself on certain things and you need to go with your intuition a little bit more, I think, mm-hmm. because you have some pretty good uh, perspective there that I didn't even oh, see. Oh, thanks. So, and I'm a goddamn legend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
I'm totally kidding. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I really don't think that All way right. of myself. Uh, but this this is, you know, Sam's character, Sam Plisniak or whatever the fuck his name is, fully realized he's no longer coming into his powers. He's in control of them. He's the pat he's no longer the Padawan. He is the fucking Yoda master right. of the psychic abilities of scanners. And he's like, you know, he's really in control of them. So he's even got a little bit of swagger to him mm-hmm. in, in the movie, which they show right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was the better role for him a little bit. Like he does a better job. Okay. In some regards, like I feel like he got to add, do his acting chops a little bit more. Makes sense. Um, and it's cool that he played the like young and naive one in the first one, as well as this one, which is a little more cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was, I think, was shot better than the other one too. Mm-hmm. Than the first Scanner Cop. Uh, the first two acts of this are pretty good, but it does get a little laggy. Yeah. Like between the second and third it act, acts like a lot, like a lot, and it really kind of like kind of bummed me out movie. a little bit. But there is some cool things that are obligatory wise happen mm-hmm. in the movie that are pretty cool. They kind of make up for it a little ways. So Patrick Kilpatrick, who plays the villain Vulcan, is pretty great in this one. He's really kind of perfect for the this kind of role. I'm sure somebody could have done better than him, maybe if mm-hmm. if they really had the money but he did a really good job i think playing the role of a crazy and heartless scanner who looks at you like a piece of meat it's not oscar academy award winning stuff here but highly straight to video highly entertaining and definitely fits near neatly into that or sort of indie sort of sci-fi 90s horror style acting Mm -hmm. so there's nothing wrong with it it's sufficient or better I like this one, and some say it's like the best of the franchise, but I feel like it's just slightly, just a little bit underperforms than part one. Mm-hmm. But for different reasons, like it's just the laggy spot that we experience in the movie. Right. So if you like the first Scanner Cop, you're probably going to enjoy this one just as much, almost as much as that one. Mm-hmm. It, it'll still feel like the same movie. It still belongs to each other. And it's interesting how they kind of turn this guy into sort of a vampire, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just by a hair, you know, just by a little bit. The kills are really pretty wild in this one. They're like, it kind of reminds me of like Wishmaster, later Wishmaster stuff, or, you know, even like Warlock 2 style mm-hmm. uh, kills in this one. So if you like that, you would probably enjoy this one as well. Uh, but there are a few parts, like I said, that drag. And then the flow is the kind of a big deal to me when it comes to watching a movie. If I check out a little bit for like 5, 10, 20 minutes, it's kind of not good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but it's just a minor little thing that I think about, really. It's it's well worth the watch if you enjoy the first. I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. It's damn close to a 7, but... Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's a 6.5. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What do you think? Well, wait, I, let me say that again. What about you? What do you think? Well, not as good as the, the, the first one. Uh-huh. Or, you know, the scanner cop. Is it close? No. <laughs> the story was, to me, was kind of made for TV type okay. of story. And they had to throw in a love story in this one. I don't know why. I kind of thought it was annoying. It started off really strong. But like you said, it kind of dra- it started dragging. And then it just it, it just lost me. And I kind of lost interest in the whole thing. Okay. But this type of story, if they would have taken this story and actually did a TV show, an episode, I think it would have worked better. Okay. But you're right about 
the gore, I felt this one had more gore in it and the kills were better. It was a little crazier. Like, it I wouldn't say, I don't know if it longer. was better. It was just more wild. Yeah, it was, they were longer. Like, they extended, they made like a production out of somebody getting scanned. Oh, there was like a, a scene involving a woman and a metal, like, gate <laughs> that mm-hmm. is really pretty, pretty wild oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was crazy too. But uh, yeah. for me, it wasn't enough to, like, save this movie for me. Okay. And I would have just skipped. It, I gave it a five out of ten. Really? Yeah, I really did. Huh. Well, that kind of gives us some insight into your ranking. So does it? Yeah. And if you guys yeah. want to listen to our ranking, we're gonna put it at the very end of the podcast so that it won't be any spoilerific kind of thing, and we'll just talk about it a little bit uh, by the end. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So you gave it a five. I gave it a six point five. So we gave it a five point seven five overall, which I still think is watchable. I think it's totally watchable. Meh. Uh, but we're got some trivia on this movie. So if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, these are movies that you can only get at Vinegar Syndrome right now. They probably will show up somewhere, whether it be Shutter or Tubi at some point. I'm sure if you really wanted to not give a shit about the industry and go find them, I'm sure you could. They're on YouTube. No offense to any, anybody if you do. I don't care. <clears throat> Oh, I don't care, but I always am, you know, very supportive of physical media and the boutiques that have, you know, put their necks out on the block. Anyway, that's my little sermon. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. Steve Barnett is one of the the guys that came from the Roger Corman area. He he was part of, you know, he was an editor for Roger Corman. Oh, okay. And... He's like one of the stories that you hear so much about all these directors that came from Roger Corman, mm-hmm. you know, in the industry getting their start. Uh, he was the one that actually said that the, oh, okay, this is a vampire story. I get it. That's oh, what, that's where I first started. I was like, oh. Okay, yeah, and then see? other people started talking about it. I was like, oh, okay. Energy vampire. I mean, it makes sense. I just, I don't know. I just, I maybe, uh, you know. I'm 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 coming around to vampires. I get it, guys. And mm-hmm. yes, Josh, he said he was like, well, maybe you should just admit you like vampire movies. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I do, I guess, but I'm very selective. Also, Patrick Kilpatrick, who played Vulcan, the villain, said that he and Daniel Quinn would practically pass out from doing the scanning shit faces. I bet. He said that that was legit hard to do. And a lot of the uh, actresses and actors complained about it. I bet. Well, yeah, because you're literally pushing blood up into your brain. And you could tell because that wasn't makeup. That Did was you see his, his eyes? They were red. red. Yeah. And that wasn't makeup. No, like, he that really put it all in there. He was really pushing out that shit. Xena said that she got a fucking headache from it from the one the last movie. She said she got a headache from it. She hated it. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so, but yeah, Patrick and he, he was like, man, he was a very competent actor. Mm-hmm. He was like, me and him would go toe to toe with that kind of stuff. And honestly, like, no offense, Kilpatrick, I love you, brother. You're one of my favorite villains of all time. You know what I mean? So there's no, no hatred here. But I definitely think Daniel Quinn wins the fucking shit face award. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Kilpatrick, he would... uh He, he did have the vein up there on yeah, the right side. He did do good, but the problem is his little smirks, like he was trying to do like evil smirks. Yeah. And they were... It wasn't coming off coming off that way to me. For you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's it, you. It threw me off. That's you. That's me. What the <laughs> fuck do I know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. Steve Barnett also said that they worked nights a lot, and they had one night where they did lunch, and everyone got food poisoning. Oh, no. Like, like everyone. 
So there was like a scene where you see Agent the Mendel guy mm-hmm. who was in um Jack Frost as Agent Manners. Mm-hmm. He he's like doing answering the phone and then Robert Forrester's like called blah 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 and da 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 and he's like okay and he calls four one or three two one one mm-hmm. and then he's like calls whoever it is to trace that's what it is oh, to okay. trace the phone call from the, from phone, the booth phone booth where yeah. fucking Vulcan yanks it out of the fucking thing <laughs> because he's getting stronger now uh-huh. um and holy shit you could tell that he was ready to shit his pants there and oh he, shit and Barnett said that there was like you know the aide that was coming to him going okay we're ready to go now we're ready for you he's like okay i'll be right out and so then he would like shoot a scene go shit and puke and then come back shoot a scene shit and puke and like you know for these breaks all the time and he said he just felt terrible for everyone oh that's horrible yeah so it was it was pretty bad But yeah, this is the weird thing. I know that he, Pierre David directed another film after this in 95, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how much he was involved because the way he made it seem in this one is that he did this film and he was, or the first film and he was done. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he wasn't I don't know if he just meant this? that for the Scanner franchise or he meant just in general, but it seemed like in general, that's the way I took it. And I didn't realize that he had directed another yeah. movie. Which so it's in interesting. 95 too. So. But that was the last one, right? Yeah, it was the only two. So, okay. So he was done with it, but who knows? So that's pretty much it for the trivia. There really wasn't all that much more interesting in it. Um, You know, the sequels always seem to kind of lack in some of the storytelling and stuff. I mean, they Mm -hmm. talked about a lot of different things. I just didn't find it as, you know, interesting. I know that Quinn had worked well with... The, the Kristen Christine girl uh-huh. uh, they did a really good job together who played um, Carrie or whatever mm-hmm. so we do have some scenes that we can talk about that uh, we liked or didn't like um, do you want to kick it off or do you want me to oh, I guess I can I mean I the scene that really stood out to me in the beginning mm-hmm. wasn't until there was a hostage situation and Sam had to like show up to like take over these hostage, these these guys who were like taking these people hostage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Where the Kane Hodder guy. Yeah, was and Kane Hodder was one of the guys that, we, and we got to watch his head explode. That yeah. was that was really cool. Yeah. I was, and it was like a five minute scene of like his head exploding. Was his head exploding? Are you sure? Or, I can't he remember. He was scanning him. His ear was like was melted his, off. His whole face was getting puffy, right? And then it, I I don't remember. It, it didn't like explode. But, you I know, know his ear got melted off. I just can't remember. Yeah, he was just melting. His face was melting. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty fun scene. There was a lot going on there. I did like the very opener where they they pick up Vulcan off the side of the street, mm-hmm. and he's and just kind of like car. yeah, like he's just toying with them. Like he's gone crazy because he's not taking his medicine, and uh, he's toying with the cops. And they have a doctor come into the cell. And he's like, are you okay? Is everything all right? What's this medicine? Yeah. And he's like, oh, ephemeral. You're a scanner. You know, and then he-, he was like, oh, shit. You could see the doctor's face. He was like, oh, shit. And he's like fucking with the cop behind him mm-hmm. while he's doing it. I thought that was kind of like an interesting dynamic. Right. And then the cop like kills Stabs him. Stabs the doctor. Yeah. And then has the cop go out into the front and... Fall over, fuck the or fuck the sheriff. He made him fuck the sheriff. He shoots him. <laughs> he you shoots mean the sheriff? I mean, a lot of people say that the the guns are very phallic, but I don't think he fucked them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, but yeah, that hostage situation happened shortly thereafter, you know. You know, we find out that there's like Carrie who works at a scanner's help facility. This is a completely different world, by the way. Right. This is where scanners are everywhere. Like everybody is a scanner and like, you know, it's just a matter of life. Like kind of like that movie that, that Will Smith did or whatever, where he was like in a magic world on Netflix, that bright movie. Oh, okay. Do you remember oh, where, where orcs the, and shit and the, magic existed? The mutant, yeah, the mutant people. Yeah, magic's outlawed and like, right. you know, which has been done a lot of movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this lady's like working at a clinic. It was like a scanner clinic right. where they would give people the medication. And then she's also looking for Sam's mother, like biological mother. Exactly. And so then she's Valak, the love interest as well. Yeah. And then Valak is like breaking into the center and getting people's addresses and stuff to Later suck on. the souls. Sorry. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, in general, this, this. Well, this I was going to mention something clinic. if you'll let me. No, I'm talking. <laughs> All right. Stop talking for a second. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she runs the, the, the whole fucking, you know, scanner help program. It's interesting that there's this dynamic of like scanners being everywhere. This movie is like that. While the movie before this is like, nobody knows, nobody knows what a scanner is. Not much. Only the doctors do. And there's very few of them and they don't cause many problems. But this one is like, you know, they're trying to like have some care and thought for them. Um, but yeah, like, you know, after Vulcan's gotten out, that's where he goes to that help clinic and scans Carrie, mm-hmm. which he finds out she's a scanner helping scanners. Mm-hmm. Remember? Because right. she tries to scan him back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I feel it, but it's weak. You take ephemeral, don't you? <laughs> he's like, I gave it up. And then he's like, ooh, you have something that I am <laughs> want to ingest or something weird. Yeah, some it's really bad right yeah. there, but it's still fun. Um, so then he like basically tries to suck her life out of her life force, like out of her head (laughs) and a scanner that feeds on scanners for energy is pretty interesting. So I, I really do like that aspect, the Mm -hmm. vampire aspect of it, which Vulcan makes an appearance to Sam's home because he gets the address from the place and Sam outscans him in the beginning. Like he's way more powerful than Vulcan. Mm -hmm. He's like. But Vulcan is feeding on other scanners, so he's going to get the strength eventually, and it's going to be the ultimate. So we can have the power. The showdowns. Vulcan's revenge. Vulcan's revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Vulcan's revenge! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there was a really cool scene where Vulcan meets up with a fellow, like, scanner. I guess they know each other in the crime ring. Just a guy that's on the streets, like, stealing people's wallets or whatever. He's, like, scanning women and then taking their wallets it's out like of their purse. pocketing them. Yeah, like, he's, like, a low-brow fucking, like, low-level fucking you know, pickpocket dildo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, hey, what are you doing here, Vulcan? You know, like, <laughs> he's like, I'm hungry. And he's like, well, I ain't got no fucking food. You can fuck off, you know? And he's like, no, I'm, 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 I'm hung- hungry in a different way. And he's like, well, hey, take this. And he throws him, a like, some treat. And then and Vulcan doesn't even grab it. And he's like, wow, you're a fucking dickhead, Vulcan. Why don't you get the fuck out of my face? And he slams him up against the wall and literally sucks him dry. Mm-hmm. And to his skeleton. Yeah, like, it's like they go through Weird. these different stages. Of melting. Yeah, it's like first they bubble, then their skin cracks, then their skin burns, 
and turns black. And then all this like clear white jelly starts popping out of all the sores. And then his face starts like sinking in, which was a really cool edit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like they did the transition pieces, you know, back and forth, you know, cause they're, they're flipping back to Vulcan back and forth so that they can do the transition, the changes. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job. They did. I thought it was cool. Meanwhile, Carrie's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Sam has no idea for like a day or something like that, or a bunch of shit happens that night where he just doesn't know. And then he finds out that she's in the hospital and he has to use his, his mind powers to bring her back to life from a fucking thing. But first he makes her, he like grabs her <laughs> arm and uses her so as a spirit, stupid. spirit writer. Uh-huh. <laughs> He like scans her and she starts drawing Vulcan's Vulcan, whatever the fuck Vulcan, his name is, yeah. face. Like, oh, it's so stupid. He like, and then the orderly comes in and distracts him, and she dies almost. <laughs> so he's like, "Fuck that! I'll shave her." And he and he scans her back to life. <laughs> However, that works. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, just scanning at this point, just, he's just so good he can do anything. You know, <laughs> it's like fucking, uh, like fucking, uh, goddamn fucking. Luke Skywalker all of a sudden, you know? But it's like, why didn't he scan his mom back to life? Right. When she jumped off the fucking building. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could if you picked apart the story, you could totally... Yeah. But maybe he didn't know he could do that until that moment, you know? Like, I don't know. Uh, But they keep finding all the bodies of all these dead sucked up scanners, and they kind of link it to Vulcan, and they know it's him. And she'd, you know, drawn a picture of him, plus told him when she woke up out of her coma, Carrie or whatever. And then there was this scene that really kind of cracked us up because they were like the cop was like talking about how Vulcan broke out of the mental asylum. Mm -hmm. And he was like, we lost a, you know, a cop. We got a scanner broke out of a mental asylum. We got dead scanners on the street. It's been a bad week. (laughs) (laughs) And then he shows them this tape of Vulcan getting out of of the mental asylum and like some security guy goes over and like goes in the room he's like you better settle the fuck down and then he dies or something he makes another one shoot himself mm-hmm. and the scream that comes out of Vulcan's mouth at that point in time when he's killed them do you remember <laughs> it was really funny it was really funny I don't know I can't even mimic it but maybe we can post it up on yeah, fucking we'll social have to, media we'll have to put a clip up we'll have to do a clip or something <laughs> like that funny. it was really funny Funny. And I can't remember if this scene was before or later, but the, the woman who gets sucked through the metal screen door, it was like one of the random women. That, right, that one of the killing. addresses that he yeah, he pulled he's, up. He's trying to get stronger, so he's trying to find other scanners from the from the database of the scanner help program. Mm-hmm. And he goes and like kills this woman, which she answers the door, and then he... And, he, and there's like a screen door thing. Yeah, and he kisses gate. her or something, and then sucks her through the screen door halfway mm-hmm. until half of her body is through the other side mm-hmm. and the other part like her husband comes up and he's like Hannah Hannah and like her body falls like in half but the front part stays stuck to the kit to, to this, the, f- the door yeah which is really cool it looked cool and there was the laundry lady who gets you know she's like mm-hmm. a bigger woman and then all of a sudden she's like really skinny and like decrepit and looks like a zombie by the end mm-hmm. all greasy and shit <laughs> He sucked a lot of people off. Yeah. <laughs> so vampires do, they suck. We should have ta- ta- took a tally. <laughs> there was quite a few. I mean, really I can't was. remember all of them because they weren't all that memorable. But I think there was like a scene where like Vulcan and Sam are in a warehouse and they're like trying to control the forklift driver together. Oh, yeah. This is where they where Sam realizes that Vulcan's like way more powerful now. Mm-hmm. And he overpowers 
Sam. Sam. Mm-hmm. But Sam like uses his mind powers to destroy the fucking forklift instead, <laughs> so that he can get free because he's trying to crush him with the forklift, which mm-hmm. has like this thing on the front. It's like a claw. Right. It wasn't a forklift. Like, it was it's like, like something turned else. around or something. It was like oh. you know that robotic arm that we I always talk about from the eighties. Right. That you could use. Yeah, it, like that- I had one of those. <laughs> Like, what is that? The grabber. It's a grabber. Yeah. <laughs> it's the grabber. That's when Vulcan gets the idea that he, but since he's been accessing fucking Carrie's computer all the whole time when she's not looking, that he's going to go and fucking get Sam's mother, who he was originally trying to find through her service, mm-hmm. and try to kill her at an old folks home. And let me tell you, this woman is active. She is not. Dude, Sam's like 23 years old. No, she, he's 26, she... I think, in the oh, movie. Oh, I thought. He said 23. But anyway, I mean, she should not be that age. Yeah. She would I don't... probably be younger. And yeah, that is not, a, it looked like a nursing home. It wasn't a retirement home. Dude, she's running up and down stairs. Mm-hmm. And then does like, she gets chased to a balcony and like, he's like trying to, trying to kill her himself or get in her mind or something like that to find out where Sam is or something. And she sacrifices herself right before Sam gets there mm-hmm. by doing a swan dive off the balcony. And then he's like, who's this? Like, how would he even know what she looks like? Exactly. Maybe he just knew because, you know, mind powers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Well, because using him is so hard. He sh- he would have had to shit his brains out, like, right next <laughs> to her just to figure that out. Like, why did you leave me? Why, didn't why he... did you leave me with dad? Yeah, and why didn't he bring her back from heaven if he could bring... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, scan fucking Jesus or something like that and fucking make him fucking put her back. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know she's going to heaven. She sacrificed herself, right? That's how they works in, in the movie. This is the end. So that's how it has to work in this one, I guess. Oh, if hell exists and oh. and heaven exists, okay. Or if hell exists and heaven exists, and Jesus could be scanned. Well, why isn't there an in between? Like there should be. There's in between good bad people. You mean Earth? Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they say that there's another in between between that purgatory, yeah, and that's that show. Remember that show, Lost? Mm. Yeah, purgatory. Yeah, I <laughs> Don't say that. You might not want to say that. Why? Because people haven't. No seen one it. is gonna watch that if they haven't watched it already. Are you kidding me? Well, it kind of came to the point where it was making that sense because like nothing was making yeah, but then sense. It, but then it, it didn't take that turn. Yeah. But whatever. Then there's like, okay, so then the final battle happens between Vulcan and, and fucking Sam. And the whole time she keeps telling him, use your illusion. I was like, guns and roses, baby. <laughs> you sure <laughs> The tour. Isn't that what the, yeah, the tour was? Yeah, one of their albums or something. Yeah, I, I can't remember. They just put out a new song, by the way, uh, Guns and Roses. And it's like a fast kind of like. Is it Axel and Slash? I don't know who's in it, but I know Axel's singing. Huh, I thought he was working at Whole Foods. I don't what happened? I don't know. Did he lose his job? Isn't I he, bet you he got he, fired. But it's like a song called Absurd. If you guys want to look it up, it's like a single that they just put out. Huh. And it's called Absurd. And some of the wording, I was like wondering if it was like a political thing that he's saying. Hmm. So I, I don't know what it means. Uh, maybe hmm. he made it obscure on purpose. But he's just so fed up, you know? Like, it's <laughs> it's one of those songs. How like dare you treat me like this? Yeah. <laughs> Take off those goddamn anti-patriot masks. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's not that way. But anyway, she's telling him to use an illusion to mess with his head. So Sam uses a guard and Vulcan like splits his face open. Mm-hmm. And it's it was kind of some cool effects there where like they, they show the face on on Sam and then he switches to the guard and then his head splits open, which he keeps sucking them dry. But they aren't scanners, which makes Vulcan weaker, we thought. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. 
So yeah, it's, it's, that's right. It's kind of cool because he he is like they, they kind of added that in there, even though they don't really explain it. And then Sam catches up to him with his real self, and they have their poop battle, which mm-hmm. you know, of course, Vulcan's veins on his neck start popping, and of course, you know, the epic poop battle, which I, I was a little disappointed with the the end. Yeah, it's not that the head explosion wasn't good, but it's just so typical mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it wasn't anything unexpected like it should have been something like you know a little bit more than that i think you mm-hmm. know like i don't know like something unique mm-hmm. not just hey well we'll end it well you know how the first one did it you know the boom right i uh, oh. just seemed like it needed more so but yeah that's how the movie ends he goes off with carrie and he's like let's go to dinner something like that and that what it is something who do you think would be a scanner cop three like what would be a good villain that he could play like i was thinking about this because we got the first guy who's like a scientist who knows how to like he's like a crazy guy who knows how to make people go mad and insane and then the second one is a scanner that's kind of like a vampire so these are like different villains and stuff like what would be something that would be like you know like on an equal playing field as a scanner but like mental like some sort of mental sort of thing make it a politician <laughs> well that seems kind of typical isn't it oh it, they did do it in like the third one or something yeah second one of the scanners world domination but, he, but that w- they weren't a scanner though they just he becomes a, he's no longer a scanner cop he's a scanner like FBI agent or something like that <laughs> scanner agent <laughs> <laughs> Scanner Border Patrol. <laughs> no, no. Come on, stop. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's terrible. That really is. Like, legitimately, think of a comic book sort of character that you could, like, introduce that is, like... <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I'm not good at this stuff. That's why I don't do great plots. We should talk about our rankings, though. Maybe they would, like, maybe they would take it to, like, some sort of time travel thing where he's, like, changing shit around, you know? And the scanner has to, like... It's kind of like, like Dark City in a like way. Like a Time or- Lord. Yeah, I don't know about Time Lord, but I'm just saying, like somebody that can manipulate time and mess with him or something like that. And he's mm-hmm. like a, he's like a sort of like a Superman's like nemesis, you know, where he's got a lot of money and he can kind of like do things, mm-hmm. you know, that that make it tough for Superman and and like gets people he loves involved or something. You know, I don't know. I was just trying to think of another villain. It's kind of tough, like, to come up with something like that. Because if you've already done another scanner, you would think that would have been the first one. But they did the the other guy first, so mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you have, like, another villain you think that would be a good match to fight Sam in a third sequel if they were to have done one? Curious what you guys think. And I'd be curious to see what you guys think of this franchise. So we're going to go ahead and get into our... Ranking. Ranking. So if you're listening now, there's no spoilers ahead. So don't worry. We're not going to spoil anything about these movies. But we are going to tell you what we think of each ranking. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Should I start at number one? Or number, number one. We're going to go best to worst. Okay. Best for me was Scanner Cop. Okay. That was my favorite. Number two was Scanners 3. Okay. Number three was Scanners, the David okay. Cronenberg one. Number four was Scanner Cop 2. Okay. Number five was the Scanners 2. Wait, you just said, oh, Scanner Cop 2, you're saying. Okay, I got confused. So the last yeah. one is Scanners it's 2. Scanner Cop 2 and then Scanners 2. Right. That's so, my ranking. Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of close to mine, but I still yeah. think, you know, it's, even though I don't love um, 
you know, the original Scanners movie, I had such an appreciation for it this time. I still think it's the better one. And I think I gave it a yeah. 7.5. Right. So I still say the original is probably the better one. It is completely different than all the other ones. So it's kind of hard to compare to the other ones in a way. Um, it's a better pedigree at the very least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I say that for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, my second favorite, and this has come down to Scanner Cop and Scanners 3. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a tough time because I gave them both a seven. Oh. And they're good for different reasons. Like, right. Yeah, totally. Scanner Cop, I really just like. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give it to Scanner Cop. Yeah, you should. Because I think overall it's just, it's meant to be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think they nailed it in that regard. And Scanners Scanner 3. Scanners 3 is just so much fun. Yeah. It's that ridiculous. I will probably watch that off the shelf though. So that's why it's mm-hmm. so tough for me. You know, I'll always remember Scanner Cop being a really good film. But I think Scanner, I'll give it to Scanner Cop and then Scanners 3. Then definitely Scanner Cop 2, and then Scanners 2, which was my least favorite. It was horrible. And I like David Hewlett, who was in the second one. Mm -hmm. So I just hated the love story in it, and I thought it was too meh. Hokey. Yeah, it just was not good. I I didn't like it. I'll watch it when I watch all of these again sometime in the future, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's my order. So you got yours. Yours is, you didn't even like the original. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You're not into the slower kind of burn movies right. anyway, so. Right. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. And uh, happy anniversary to you. Oh, thanks. You've been here all the way from the beginning, just kind behind of. the scenes. Yeah. You've been supporting and funding this thing, too. You know, this is your baby, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Five more years, maybe? Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. You know, it's up to these guys, you know, yeah. these chuckleheads. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think you know should we stay around for another fucking year or two i don't know uh but yeah guys thank you so much for listening to the end if you did listen to the end you're a fucking hero as always should we tell them what we're watching next week of course we'll tell them uh we're gonna be watching a stephen king miniseries next week so we're only gonna pick one movie or one miniseries i should say that's three hours that's long, a long and we're gonna choose <laughs> Tommy Knockers. Yes. We figured we watched that. I've just kind of been in the mood for that. And as I recall, and I'm just going to say this to preface it, I remember the first half of the movie really good Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it. But the second half, I wasn't so much. I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? I don't remember. I might have seen it. I just don't remember. Well, be interesting to see what you and I think after saying that. Okay. So... I think there is a copy on YouTube or like Tubi or something like that. You'll have to do a little searching for it. But, I, I, you know, if you can get it, I think it's like 16 bucks on Amazon or something like that. It's a three hour movie. So if you see anything that is less than that, it's either an episode or m- multiple episodes. But it is three hours exactly. Mm-hmm. It's 180 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you see anywhere to watch it, watch it that way. We have it on DVD. We're going to watch it that way. Yes, we are. Um, We'd be. Picked it up at a fucking antique store. Yeah, like for like three bucks years ago. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy that. I don't know if you've seen it or like it or not. It's really not about that. It's it's more about just kind of re-experiencing something from a different time or a different period and maybe re-watching it again and just seeing if you maybe feel the same way. But yeah, thank you so much for coming and helping us celebrate. Don't forget, tonight we got Mikey. We're going to be watching from 1992. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you have no reason not to be there. We're just going to watch it together as friends, as family, as the podcast 
fest as everything just to celebrate and have a little good time together and just enjoy each other's company so i hope to see you guys there and uh here's to another five years guys thanks yes. and uh as always long live the boy.